From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. What a joy it is today to welcome you to our headquarters here and to our radio studio. I'm delighted when I get to come to this microphone, open up the Bible, and talk about the things that the Lord's given us, all of which helps us for time and for eternity. And so we're excited today, thankful that we have the privilege to be on this radio station. We're here five days a week, every week, and I trust that you'll join us as often as you possibly can. Now, I want to remind you as well that uh, I'm in Madison, Alabama, Thursday and Friday this week at the Madison Baptist Church. Great conference going on there all week long, and I hope that you'll plan to be with us sometime during the week. I'll be there Thursday and Friday, preaching Thursday night and Friday night. So plan to be with us, Madison Baptist Church in Madison, Alabama. This week, we're doing a series of messages that are going to begin with when Jesus said, I am. Those I am statements in the New Testament are very, very powerful statements. So we'll look at that a little bit more today. And of course, we're going to get to the I am statements made by the Apostle Paul. That'll come later in the week. So here we go looking at the I am statements that Jesus made. Yesterday, we looked at a statement about his eternality, another one about his omnipotence, and then a third one about his position. All of that built around John chapter 14 and verse 6, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I suspect that there would be some of you who do not have the assurance of your salvation. If that's the case, I simply want to point you to Jesus. I'm not talking about how you live. I'm not talking about your works. I'm not talking about what church you belong to. Now, do I think it's important that you live a clean life when you are saved? I do. Do I think it's important that you put yourself to work for the Lord? I do. I think all that's good, and it is important. Do I think you ought to be in a good, solid, Bible-believing church? I do. But dear friends, none of that, none of that will save you. None of that will get you to heaven. What you need to understand is you're not your own Savior. You're not going to be able to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You're not going to be able to get to heaven based on how you perform. You will get to heaven based on the performance of the Lord Jesus. And when he went to the cross, died on that cross, and then arose from the grave, he did that to purchase salvation for us and to pay the price for our sins. And I want you to know you can have that salvation but you'll need to make a choice. You'll need to make a decision. And that decision is to trust the Lord Jesus Christ and call upon him. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want you to have that. I think if you'll just simply let the Lord do what he wants to do for you, you're going to be delighted in all of that. Now, we're going to look at some more of these I am statements of Jesus that will help us in all of this. For instance, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John chapter 8 and verse 23, Jesus said to the folks to whom he was talking, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. Now he's just telling us once again about who he is. Whenever he says, you're of this world, 
but I'm not of this world. You say, well, where is he from? Well, he's from another world. And out there somewhere in space, there is a world called heaven. And that place is the place where Jesus lives eternally. And it is the place where we will live whenever we go to heaven. Whenever we're saved, we get the privilege to go to heaven one day. And all of that is laid out very clearly for us in the Bible. And when Jesus said, I'm not of this world, you're of this world, but I'm not of this world. He's just, again, drawing the contrast between humanity and deity. He's letting them know, he's letting us know that we are here in this world and there is another world and it's his world. And that's why when he makes the statement in John chapter 14, that where I am there, you may be also That is a huge, monumental statement. That is another one of those tremendous PowerPoints. I'm telling you, when Jesus says, I am, well, it's a statement anytime he makes it. And from Jesus, that statement absolutely speaks volumes. And I want you to understand, when he says, I'm not of this world, he's just reminding us there is another world to which he's going to go and to which we will get to go if we have him as our Savior. Now, look with me, a second PowerPoint here. In John chapter 13, in verse 13, Jesus said, You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so am I. Now, once again, the I am statement is there, and it's about him being Master and Lord. Well, you know, whenever you look at the universe and you say Jesus is the master of the universe— That's the reason why the sun comes up on schedule. It goes down on schedule. That's the reason why summer, winter, fall, and spring all happen on schedule. All of that is very predictable because he is master of the universe. Now, he has placed you and me in this world and given us the privilege to function in this world. And uh, yet we have the privilege to decide if we're going to allow him to master our life and let him be the Lord of our life. Now, at the same time, let me make very clear, he is the master and he is the Lord. However you and I respond to that, it does not change his status one iota. It does not in any shape or form diminish him or demean him. If we believe or if we do not believe, if we follow or we do not follow, it does not change the circumstance. It does not change the fact. It does not change the reality of who he is, what he's about, what he's capable of. And whenever he says, I am master and I am Lord, he's just reminding us that we have the privilege of letting him be Lord of our life and letting him be the master of our destiny. And you and I have every reason to be absolutely stirred and excited whenever we realize that coming to Christ gives us relationship with him. It gives us the privilege to know that every promise that he's made is one we can claim. And I'm telling you, folks, that is very, very special indeed. So, yes, he's not of this world. And, yes, he is master and he is Lord. Now, look with me at Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. Here, Jesus is going to make another powerful statement. And John the Apostle, who is the writer, says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Now, here again, we have a very strong 
PowerPoint built around the I am statements of Jesus. In fact, in these two verses, four times we can see the I am. Three times it's stated, one time it's understood. The first time he says, I'm the first and the last. I mean, he just means from beginning to end, everything that he is, everything he says he is, everything he will do, everything he promises to do, he will do. So all of that we see very clearly. He says, I am, I am, there it is, he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. So he's just telling us he lived, he died on that cross, and he's back to life. He resurrected from the grave, and he is alive forevermore. That is, he's not going to go to the cross a second time. That is, he's not going to be in the grave a second time. He'll not be resurrected a second time. He is alive forevermore. He's not going to come to an end somewhere. He will be there for us. However long we live, whatever generations come after us, all of them are going to have access to him. And he simply says that he has the keys of hell and of death. That simply means, dear friend, uh, whenever you think about dying, whenever you think about what might have been if you did not have a Savior, and you realize that hell would have been your home if you did not have a Savior— And remember, who unlocks the door? Who locks the door? Who makes it possible for us to escape hell? Who makes it possible for us to be victorious over death? Well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is him because he is the Almighty. He is the Eternal One. He is the one who's not of this world. He is the one who is Master. He is the one who is Lord. He is the resurrected Christ, and he is alive eternally. That is forevermore. And whenever we talk about having the keys of hell and of death, that simply means he can lock that door. Talking about hell, he can lock that door so that you could not pry it open if you tried. And he will, in fact, be able to help us to be victorious every step of the way. Now, one more piece of the puzzle here today. And we look at John chapter 9 and verse 5, where Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So what have we looked at here so far? He said, I am not of this world. He said, I am master and Lord. He said, I am the resurrected Christ. And he said, I am the light of the world. You know, in John chapter 3, we learn that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. If you wonder sometimes why so many people kick the Lord Jesus, why they buck up against him, why they are so rebellious toward him. It's because their deeds are evil. It's because they're loving the darkness, and they simply do not want to have the light shining in their life. Now, the fact is, when the light comes on, there's a lot of things that gets exposed. A lot of trash, a lot of dirt shows up very, very clearly whenever the light comes on. And dear friend, uh, this world has a lot of dirt, it has a lot of trash, it has a lot of ugly, ungodly things, and whenever the light comes on, well, hey, the bugs scatter. And that simply tells us that it's important for us to have the light. Otherwise, the darkness dominates, and we simply are not going to fare as well in the dark. Sometimes, you know, you get up in the middle of the night and try wandering around in your house you know the layout very, very well. But when there's no light on, 
Uh, you're going to wind up with uh, your toes stubbed and your shins skinned. And I mean, you may even wind up falling and hurting yourself in a real way. Now, that's not good simply because the darkness doesn't afford you the kind of things that the light does. The light will do you good. And when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, that's a big key for us. I mean, he is, in fact, one that is going to provide light for our path. He's going to make it possible for us to see things that we ought to see and to have the things in clear focus that we ought to have in clear focus. Now, I'm just telling you, dear friends, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In fact, he said here in this verse, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. He's expecting that you and I will now give that light. He tells us, in fact, we're the light of the world now, and we have the privilege to shine his light everywhere we go. That's why right here every day on our Making a Difference broadcast, right here every day at Sword of the Lord headquarters, right here every single day, wherever I travel, wherever I'm preaching, whatever platform I have, whatever microphone I get, listen, I want to shine the light of the Lord Jesus because that's what everybody needs. And if you let the light of the Lord shine in your life, it's going to make a tremendous difference for you. And I encourage you to do that. Don't let it get away from you. But look, I have to stop here, but we'll get back to this again tomorrow. And I trust that it'll be a time when you can join me as well. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. So write me a note, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, dear friends, God bless you. And until tomorrow, have a great day and goodbye for now.